Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. September 15th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Ass Sports Radio. 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning trucking through the week. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. Nick Roush, how are you? Um, up and at him, ready to rock and roll. Uh Excited for some Thursday night football. It's gonna be uh, yes, it's we, gonna be a good one. We are back into the football swing of things. We got football tonight, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and two Monday night football games. Which is wow. that's what I was confused about last week. Was like, wait, you normally they do the two on week one. And they're not doing it, but they're doing it this week. I don't know why or what the reasoning is. But we're back in the thick of it, folks. Our long national three two-day nightmare is over, and football is back, 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 back. Scooter Dingus, how are you? I am going to say something the listeners hate. I'm tired. We no. uh, discussed before the show, TJ. We both roused. You hush up, because I I assume you didn't stay up and watch the challenge. Me and TJ, we powered through. We watched the challenge, so we both went to bed late. But I'm good. I'm I'm here. I'm I'm ready to do some some live radio, talk some sports. Uh, the volleyball match last night was electric. I can't wait to talk about that. So yeah, I'm I'm great. Yeah, well, uh, that's that's my question. I, I did not watch the challenge because I was watching the UK volleyball game. Like, the, I waited till after volleyball. Well, that oh, just sound. Uh, that's just dumb. There, there's this thing called two TVs. It's yeah, not, I know. But I see, definitely didn't need the sound on the volleyball game. I didn't need the sound on the volleyball game whatsoever. Katie well, you missed out on a, a call from Katie George. She did great. No, I mean, I before the challenge started and Big Brother, I, I got to hear about an hour of it. The volleyball match was very long. And uh, so I got to hear a little bit of Katie George. She did a great job. I always see her at our annual golf scramble anyway, so it, you know, I, I, I get enough of her out there anyways. But uh, I, I had it on both, and honestly probably wouldn't have watched the challenge if I didn't have volleyball kind of carrying it through a little bit of of the episode. But uh, heck of a volleyball match, and 
Roush, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything on the challenge, although I was telling Scoots we could probably spend an hour talking about it. But the for the challenge fans out there, the most controversial finale in challenge history. That was an unreal episode that left the wife and I speechless watching it. Uh, I am not happy, but what an episode all the same, Scoots. Yeah, I... I told you that it wasn't ideal, um, but I, I didn't leave unhappy. I, I, I was okay with the result. It was it was crazy. I was sitting there wondering last night if this is how all the challenges were. So I'm glad to hear that that's not how they all are. Some finales will have drama, and there may be you know something that happens that you're kind of head-scratching at. But there's like three or four different things. And I just want to read the challenge rule book, and I'll leave it at that. Roush, please, please watch it at some point today so we could discuss it a little well, bit further. I still got to watch uh, Game of Thrones, though. Like, what? Uh, well, this, you know, maybe nap time needs to get pushed to the side. I mean, I haven't had nap time. There's just not. Uh, yeah. You said see, yesterday. and that, that is the one thing. Like, if I, if anybody's going to get annoyed by Scooter, oh, no dumb. Like, it should be me. Suck it, Scoots. Now, I mean, we all, we all have lives, Roush. We all have things that we need to do, like. <laughs> why, why are we comparing how much time we oh, have to I'm comparing. You can suck it, Scoots. I just find the time to take a nap. You don't. Sucks. To to be fair, to be fair, you did say you had a nap earlier this week. I did. Yeah, I did at one point earlier this week. Roush, you, um, do, you do what you want when you're popping, buddy. But um, the, challenge, the challenge, oh, I don't know, this week's House of Dragon was really good, and the challenge finale was really good. You I'll did, probably you, end up just what, rolling like back-to-back House of Dragons or something about like Sunday. It, if we can't talk about it tomorrow, that's fine too. We could just have a personal discussion about it over the weekend or something. So but don't the other worry. thing that's uh, that's difficult is that like we're already back to football being back on TV, and like I'm sorry, challenge Chargers Chiefs takes precedent, you know. And the other thing too, I would say, TJ, do you all just do you always have two TVs in the living room, like out and about? So no, we have a. I don't think I invented this term, but anytime I bring it up, nobody knows what I'm talking about. We have a flex TV. It's like a 45, 44-inch TV. It's, oh, you know, flat, it's flat screen, so you can carry it wherever you want, and it's one of those Roku's, so it's not like you have to have like a DVR set up to it or you're unplugging a bunch of wires. All you do is literally pick up the TV, move it to the room you want, plug it in, and then pretty much all our remotes work for the same TVs. We have one yeah. remote that's different. So, like, it's so simple and easy where you can have a game on mute on one TV and then your flex TV on where you need the volume. So, yeah, like, I, I, you know, we had people over for – or uh, people over. We had two people over for the Cats game on Saturday, move the flex TV outside. You know, some people are privileged enough, I guess, to have a setup TV outside, which – you know, maybe someday if this radio thing ever takes off, I'll, I'll have the finances to be able to afford such luxuries, but not quite. But everybody should. And, and like, again, that 44 inch TV is like a hundred and hundred dollars. Sometimes you can get them from cheaper. I bet some places you probably pay a little bit more. Uh, it's it's a it's a nice little thing to have. And, you know, sometimes if I'm like working out and I want to watch something, move the flex TV to the little workout center, plug it in. Watch it. So that that's the that's the deal with the two TV setup See, rush. I just I just like we have a TV that I can move around, but it's a little bit older. It's a little bit heavier, and there's also not a convenient place for it. And so, like if I, whenever I do the two TV setup, like I probably will this NFL Sunday, I have to 
Uh, I mean, I guess Duke's old enough now to kind of avoid it, but there's also the like kid factor, and you know, if yeah. you get it on a little end table, you could get knocked over, a ball could hit it, you know, like it, it, there's definitely more hazards. So I'm less willing to to roll out the two TVs on a regular basis. I understand uh, heavier if this this thing is so light, but yeah, if it was heavy, I would not bother. Uh, but maybe if you're a good boy, Santa Claus will get something Ooh. special for you for your, yeah. for big for big Christmas. But uh, no, like you know, in in football season, two TVs. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a must, you know, right, one game right. on See, one, one game on the other. But it also sometimes works for entertainment because I just don't really care so much about the sound. Uh, maybe it's because I had a, a career in broadcasting. You know, there's nothing they can say I don't already know myself, you know. Mm, that's a very good point. I mean, you did call Louisville City Championship game. so <laughs> that's, Yeah, I absolutely did. People people do forget that. But it was an electric evening of TV. The Cats fall to the cards in five sets, which was a bummer. Um, I do think U of L was the better team. I thought UK had a pretty good uh, I, that, that first set Roush with how how it started. Did you watch the whole thing? Um, no, I, I listened to probably half of it um, driving home from Lexington. So I saw most of the first set, all of the fourth, and then was kind of all, all of the fourth and fifth, and then was uh, listening to Leah Edmond and Dick Gabriel on the radio on the way there. Leah Edmond, she's really good at at calling the games too i I was i was impressed um didn't know if she'd uh, done much broadcasting before but was really good uh i i tend to agree with you tj uh but i did like that like at least when kentucky made dumb mistakes they were dumb aggressive mistakes like at at the end of the third set when you you got the young girl who's just swinging away and it's like just keep keep the ball in play when you don't have a good look yeah, and that, that 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 felt like a lot of their mistakes were just being overly aggressive, which I'm cool with. Like if you're going to go down, you go down swinging. Hey, quite quite literally, Scoots, did you get to watch the match in its entirety, or at least the first set? I watched, I'd say 95 percent of it last night. I, luckily, the bar was slow at the hotel, so I was able to sit there and literally take in the whole thing. It was pretty Sweet. awesome. Yeah, that that that's good. That's that sounds like a nice evening of work. Tips aside, but. Still, yeah, that doesn't sound too shabby at all. And well, the tips had- came tips came later after the Ooh. game was already over. It was pretty awesome how it all worked out. The game ended, and then here came all the people. Oh, it really was late night for you then. Sheesh. It was, yeah. That's, that's a big one. Uh, no, so I, I wish I would have flipped over Leah Edmonds and Dick Gabriel, Big Blue Insider. I did not. I kind of forgot about it, if we're being honest. And by the way, Dick Gabriel, St. Albert and Trinity alum. So uh, he, he's really from my neck of the woods here. But that first set, the first few points, Louisville was blocking everything. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a sweep. UK can't even get hits. Like, they can't even get hits because Louisville is literally blocking everything. And, Roush, I think this was coming off the heels of you being like, Louisville's really not that tall. UK shouldn't have to worry about blocks unless I misheard you. Um, But Craig Skinner made some really good adjustments. UK wins the first first set. And then, and then obviously kind of goes back and forth from there. But I, I initially thought like, wow, Louisville looks like a much more talented team or maybe a more experienced team. Cause UK 
isn't so much young as they are, and they are young, but they are also inexperienced. They got some transfers in. You got some girls that haven't played with one another a good deal. But I was impressed with the way they responded. I, I thought it was maybe going to be blowout city, but it went to five sets. I really wish Kentucky would win. There's no excuse to lose to L in any sport. That's across the board. Uh, the fact that the baseball programs are so distant is a joke, but the volleyball programs are, are two of the better programs in the country. And Louisville has just got a better group of girls this season. But it was a really good environment. I think that was good for college volleyball. I think it was good for volleyball in the state. Katie George did do a great job from when, from when I was listening. And uh, congrats to the cards on their win. But, but, but unacceptable. Can't lose to L. She had won. Uh, it was, I guess it was in the fourth set where things were really kind of going back and forth. And it was like uh, – like the, the Kentucky crowd was getting rowdy and, and Katie just lost her mind. Like, this is college volleyball. This is on ESPN. Like it was, Give it, it to me. It wow. was so great. It was so great. Um, is, I missed that part, but that's, that's <laughs> awesome. And it was funny. Just like, again, early on, I was listening to the audio, but it was just like, they're like this girl from Louisville from Louisville, played her high school oh. volleyball in Louisville. The, the two Liberos were teammates together at Mercy. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nuts. That had to be really neat for them to be able to have that opportunity, and that's not totally uncommon when UK and U of L play each other. There's been teammates going against each other in the past. But a, a good night, I think, for volleyball all the same. I do wish the Cats would have been able to find a few extra points in the fifth set and, and pull it away, but uh, – yeah, and I also think this UK team has a little bit of an issue closing out. Roush, you had mentioned in the matches against Wisconsin, they had some chances and, and came up short and uh, the same in what was it the third set where they had match point and, and Louisville went on to. Oh, yeah, that, that was brutal. Um, it's just like you, you you called back, you got to match point because the second set, they, they stunk. Yeah, they stunk it up real bad. Third set, you go back and forth, you've got them on the ropes. And you just give up three straight. It's like, ugh, just so tough. But Louisville, they only lost two players uh, from last year's Final Four team. Final Four team, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and in Kentucky's case, there's a lot of freshmen, like you mentioned, a lot of underclassmen. Azani Teeler really might be the only significant contributor still, from, still around from that national title team. Uh, and she's a middle. And you can't. You can't take over a game like Aaliyah Edmond could on the outside or something like that. I really like that Rollins go from Penn State. Um, and it's fun to see the lefty uh, coming on the right side. It just looks different. You know, you're just like, whoa, what's going on here? Uh, but ultimately, they just they, they, were, they weren't consistent enough. And Louisville got too many blocks down. Uh, Kentucky had the highest hitting percentage in the NCAA, and they were, which is like 310. Was their normal? And I think last night they were around 220 or something. They just weren't getting balls down. Um, and, you know, it, it happens. I like the fight from them. It'd be good if you could at least get one of these wins, though, uh, when you're playing those three Final Four teams in a row. Like, you had Louisville close on the ropes. Uh, it felt like – I'm not going to lie, though, TJ. It felt like going in that this is – that last night's result was kind of what was going to happen. A close, tight match, but they ultimately lose in five. Uh, they fought hard, but but ultimately couldn't come away with a W. One other thing I noticed that's unrelated: everybody in that gym looked miserably hot, and the whole time I was thinking, like, "Yeah, Cal, you and your your updated facilities, like, let's get air conditioning in there." And also, why does it take a year to put air conditioning in a building? Like, how much renovation does Memorial Coliseum need? 
I don't know what it is, but even my wife was saying that that's the hottest gym in America, and you will not play in a hotter gym in college volleyball than at the University of Kentucky. I don't I, like. I, I don't doubt it. I wasn't there. I can't. You know, I can't comment on it. But like when I covered games, I covered tons of games at Memorial between volleyball and women's basketball, and I just never remember like being uncomfortably hot. You could see the coaches sweating. You could see people in the stands, like, sweating. I just just don't know if something's changed in the last, like, 10 years. You know, they had those huge – I think they're literally called huge-ass fans. They had those huge-ass fans on the top of the ceiling, and maybe they don't have those anymore or something. I I, I don't know. I just remember it being so, like, miserable. Do we think adding a giant video board could, like – in theory, I mean, I guess they can't run that hot to make the temperature of the room go up. But maybe there's also just more people in there. Um, that's, that's what I was thinking, too, is there are probably more people on average. But I went to some women's basketball games that were packed. You know, they, they hosted Tennessee and if not sold out crowds, certainly close to it. I went to cover some U L UK women's basketball games that were totally packed. I don't remember. And this has been 10 years. Maybe I'm just misremembering it. Maybe I was a college student. Maybe I didn't complain as much back then as I do now. So, uh, yeah, but it is unacceptable that you just don't have air conditioning in a, in a facility that hosts dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of games. I mean, when you take into consideration practices too, you're talking hundreds and hundreds. So uh, a year that that place has to get, that place has to get some air conditioning. Did they reference... Did they reference no air conditioning? I thought it was just hot because all the people. They did. Okay. Missed uh, they they did. They did mention it. And that, that's got to that's gotta change. Now, of course, I don't think it needs to be an either-or situation. I think Kentucky hopefully would have enough money to say, hey, we can get some air conditioning in the budget. And Cal, with some help, we can also get uh, start working on some practice facilities. We will talk Calipari today. Maybe put a bow on the volleyball conversation. Any any last words on the match last night? I, I do credit Craig Skinner and the volleyball program for playing such a tough schedule. It's only going to help yeah. you come the tournament. So and, and they uh, kind of need that too because the SEC it just means more about everything but volleyball. Like Florida's good, might get one other team that's decent, but the rest kind of stink. So. Uh, glad that UK is really challenging uh, themselves in the non-conference. It, it, sh- it should only help them uh, win another SEC title. It was yeah. awesome seeing not only volleyball, college volleyball on ESPN, but the fact that it was Louisville, Kentucky just made made that even yeah. cooler. Like, that, that was awesome. Yeah. It'll be really can, beneficial for both programs. Can I also say, too, for people out there, you might know better than me on our text line, I don't understand the the we're wearing sleeveless jerseys, but then we're going to wear sleeves like two. I Louisville just like just make it a long sleeve jersey. I'm I'm very confused by the sleeveless but sleeves concept. I I just don't I don't get it. If only you had an in with the U of L volleyball program to maybe ask that question. No, Kentucky wore them, and like Brooke doesn't get it either. Oh uh, well, it's not like a volleyball. The Kentucky's the only place that does that. They're not. Uh, they're, but that, that's what I, I don't like. Is it a new? Is it a new trend in like the last five years? Yeah, like it may, I think last year was when I started noticing it. With I want to say Nebraska had them, um, mm-hmm. but either way, like it's just I don't. I, I, I I'm assuming it's just a fashion thing, but like I, I I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I just don't. It's called fashion. Look it up. 
Uh, all right. Well, congrats to Uvell on the win. Shouldn't happen again. Text on into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. Thornton's is the perfect way to get your day popping with some fresh coffee and donuts, fresh fruit, other snacks. Uh, I was out and about all day yesterday, and I was kind of surprised to see a, a, a Thornton's in a more rural area of Kentucky. Mm. Stopped on in, got myself. Uh, I, I was. I've kind of got like a little weird 20, it's been like a 72 hour stomach bug. So I got me a, a Powerade. It was delicious, hit the spot. And uh, I love Thornton's and you will too. And we love hearing from you on the Thornton's text line. Before we go to our first break, I need to give a shout out to Kentucky Krogh. Scoots, he's coming by the studio and he's dropping off like a thousand old UK posters, including the Anthony Davis National Player of the Year 2020. What? 2012 poster do you have one already i don't i don't have one either we're gonna have to settle this (laughs) you you can have it buddy i i I was i was thinking either give it away or you can have it i I, that's that's fine um but we could give it away but he's given he he brought a ton i don't even know i forget where he said he got the posters but he has a ton of them he's bringing them and then he also just said hey i'm also going to drop off a new sump pump i know you said you may need one like what kentucky krogh that is entirely too nice we really appreciate it. I was like, well, I'll get you hooked up with some Salsaritos or, or Shady Rays. Uh, I do still have some Shady Rays to give away. And he was like, nope, you all doing the show every day is all I need. Incredibly Really, really nice. So uh, we'll be giving away a, definitely a lot of these posters. So be on the lookout for that. And then a big Kentucky roll call thank you to Kentucky Krogh. We're going to come back. We're going to talk football. We're going to talk basketball. We're going to talk other sorts of shenanigans. When we are here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker. Oh, oh, I'm a fool, fool Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Love the pause on the Thursday. Yeah, doesn't get better than this. Definitely, definitely one of my favorite songs from him. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. That's Bruce Springsteen, right? That's Bruce. That's the boss, baby. This is KRC. (laughs) A little (laughs) office quote to bring you back here on your Thursday. Yeah, we, we realized we had some technical difficulties. Scoots assures us those are in the past. Nothing to yep. worry about. We're good now. I can hear it in the background. That's, Ooh. What, we, that's what we like. It switched over to national radio. What's national radio these days at 730 on the Big X? Yeah, that's a great question. Not, not real sure. I know the guy that play. I know. Well, I don't know the guy because I can't think of his name. But I know that I know of the show that plays before we go in mm-hmm. they have a they have a segment every day where they have their producer say what like national day it is oh geez that wears me out michael so, what national day is it we gotta pick one. <laughs> well, we got we got seven to choose from today all right excuse me but the joke is we're do, you're doing that now so Jeez. go look up what national days it is <laughs> do a quick google roush and i will carry the conversation for the next minute or so we'll throw it back to you and we're going to steal one of their segments okay sounds oh, good, sounds good. Steal a bit. i'm all for stealing the bit 
<laughs> you know, radio is a piracy industry at the end of the day. So we're, really just, we're just doing what we can to survive. Roush, it, it, it ended up not being a good night for it. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they did the thing at night. They should have done, done it during a luncheon. But the Kenny Payne, John Calipari little thing was last evening. I feel like they were kind of talking about it or promoting it for a long time. And then I, it just I, arrived. Yeah, that just arrived. Finally happened. It seemed like there were more media members there than maybe like actual fans or listeners or people. But they were in Louisville, and Kenny Payne, John Calipari sharing the stage. They had one funny moment where Kenny Payne was bragging just about the two programs and said, hey, this is a basketball state. Calipari jokingly had to say, whoa, whoa. And, and and Kenny Payne says, nah, I'm, I'm saying state. I'm saying state. I'm not getting in the middle of that. Uh, funny moment there. I'm glad that Calipari can have some fun with it. I hope that nobody's going to take that seriously, although you just really never know when it comes to John Calipari and some of the, the loonies in the UK fan base. But a uh, fun moment. And, and again, I didn't see – I wasn't there. I didn't see it, but I, I saw enough video clips of different quotes and different answers. It, it kind of did warm my heart a little bit to see those two sharing the stage again. Yeah, it, it it looked it looked normal, but you just forget that it's now Kenny's wearing the red tie and he's the head coach of the red team. Because we had seen those guys together for so long. It, it felt like a natural fit. Um, but now they're doing the the speaking engagements together from opposing sides. So it's it's a little different, but you're right. It, you know it, it hadn't felt like much had changed since Kenny left Kentucky. Uh, but I, and, and I'm also glad too that throughout that entire speaking engagement, that it was the kind of boring speaking engagement stuff aside from like a funny joke, right? Like there wasn't, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it felt pretty natural, pretty normal, and like something that we're going to be seeing, uh, rather frequently for uh, over the the coming months and years and i and i do think that the that little joking back and forth like it i think it is a sign that the rivalry has changed slightly but like in a good way where you can have some fun kind of going back and forth uh even if pain does rebuild them and make them good like it 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 won't be as uh tenuous when those two are in a room together right and I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. I, I know people have difference of opinions on where they want their UK U of L rivalry. It was fun, I mean, it, and it will be fun if Louisville ever gets back up to snuff, and maybe Kenny Payne will be the guy to do it. But uh, it, it, it was fun when both teams were nationally ranked, Final Four contenders. Maybe they'd meet in March, but if not, the regular season game was was super, super hostile. John Calipari was telling L players he'd kick their butts after the game and all that. But I also felt like maybe we could all just chill out ever so slightly. And uh, it, it seems like the rivalry will be competitive and fierce, but it will be a different angle with the coaches being such such good pals. And another quote from Kenny Payne that, Roush, I'm curious what you think he meant by this. He said, that uh, and I liked I liked I liked this from him and it, it's got to just be really really cool um, feeling for him and his family. But he's the first black coach and the head coach of Louisville basketball. He said that's one of the reasons he took the job. And then he said, "I say that, and my butt just got hot." 
What do you think he meant by that? Hot seat. That's what I thought too. And like, you know, and I think, you know, I think he was saying it facetiously and as a joke, but it kind of, it, you know, that was, that is kind of funny to, <laughs> to, be, to allude to that in a room full of people. I thought that's what he meant by it too. Um, hopefully that, won't, right? hopefully that won't be the case for him. Yeah. Cause hopefully that, hopefully that won't be the case for him. I mean, well, that's what people were talking about. Like, Hey, uh, where are your guards at? I heard someone from Reese Gaines, because he brought Reese Gaines back on the staff, right, in some sort of capacity. Uh, I feel like Reese Gaines has been on and off UofL and Bellarmine staffs for the last 15 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, back to when I was covering basketball recruiting. Um, I mean, he, he's been doing it. Uh, but it uh, – Yeah, he's the video coordinator at UofL. Whenever he was asked, like, how the guards are doing, he was like, the guards – they're coming along, and it, it was a very awkward, like the most awkward. Obviously, the guards stink quote in the like I've ever heard in my entire life. So, uh, you he know. said he, he said he's good with his guards. Kenny Payne said I'm good with the guard situation. Well, Kenny, love you, buddy, but I, I don't think you are. I don't think you are good with the guards. But heck, maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I don't think it, L. Ellis is going to be leading the cards to a to a nationally ranked season. At least, though, you know, outside of Maui, they've got – and going to Kentucky, they've got an easy non-conference schedule. Uh, Kenny did not do the, let's play them all when, and just lose to them all. Um, you know, they, they should be able to get a little bit of early confidence. Maybe that turns into something. I, I would not be confident if I was a Cardinal fan. Uh, but, hey, you know. Oh, and let me be – I'm pretty brave, and I'm not scared to say it. Uh I, when it comes to U of L's week out of conference schedule and not playing anybody on the road besides Kentucky, I don't care. Nope. That that U of L do whatever the hell you want with your schedule. It's not my It's your schedule. You're gonna probably not be all that good this year. So if you kind of wanted to to make it a little bit softer, then then good on you. It's probably actually a smart thing to do. It's your schedule. You do what you want with it. I'm not going to sit here with my bottle and my rattle and cry all night and wet my pants. So just, again, I guess I'm a little different than, than most folks in that regard. Scoots, what day is it today, pal? All right, we've got 10 of them to choose from today. 10 of them. <laughs> is it really 10 of them? Yeah. That's ridiculous. September 15th, no offense to anybody born on this day. It seems like a great day. Fall's awesome. It's going to be a little hotter today than it has the last few days. But there's not anything special enough about September 15th where we need 10 national days. But Scoots, hit me with them. All right, so the first one you've got, National Pawpaw Day. What the hell does that mean? No idea. Uh, you pick a pawpaw. It's from the Bear Necessities. Uh, it's actually an American fruit. Yeah, you pick a pawpaw. Yeah. Okay, out on that. Out on that. National yeah, Linguini Day. Ooh, I, I kind of like linguini. Yeah, nothing wrong with linguini. I don't know if I need a national day for it. I don't think I ever like actively order linguini, but if I order a pasta and it's in there, I'm like, oh, this is nice. You got National Cheese Toast Day. What the hell is cheese toast? Toast with cheese on it. I mean, I'm, I get that, but like, who's who's eating cheese toast? I mean, I mean get make, just make grilled cheese. Cheese toast is out. It's a classic yeah. dish. No, it's not. <laughs> you got Green Peace Day. Green Peace Day? Yep. Did Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend come up with this one? <laughs> That's out. Sounds like it. 
All right. You've got um, National Creme de Menthe Day. Came out. To National the- Double Cheeseburger Day. Oh, I think we I think we got one. Yep. That's what I needed to get an excuse to go to Kearns for lunch. National Double Cheeseburger Day, baby. We we have a couple that are gonna. We got a couple that are gonna pull at the hard strings here. Right after National Felt Hat Day. Ooh, I have a felt hat right next. There to you me. go. Throw it on. You got National Neonatal Nurses Day. Okay, I, I can get behind we, that. Nurses. Neonatal nurses are heroes, so in on that. All right, so they got, we're, we're on a hot streak now. This this one is due to COVID, I assume. National Online Learning Day. <laughs> yeah, that, I got that one out, sadly. I don't know that one. Our, and then our, this this is the one that'll probably get you. National Tackle Kids Cancer Day. Oh, well, yes, absolutely. But cheeseburgers. Yeah, I mean, from like a fun standpoint, cheeseburgers and felt hats. From a serious day, neonatal nurses and childhood cancer. Right? Yeah. Okay. Everybody have themselves a a phenomenal September 15th. There's a lot to celebrate or remember (laughs) or keep in mind. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a wheel. It's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird day. A lot going on. Might have to try out some pop hall today. I guess I, I guess I can see why they do that segment. That was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call. We go seven to nine Monday through Friday. Replay of the show nine to eleven. Plenty of ways to listen. If you listen to the show every day, I'm sure you're so sick of me having to do this every day. But it's just a little, you know. We get new listeners, believe it or not. Every so often, uh, we trick somebody into listening, and they stick around somehow. But you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And replay the show 9 to 11, like I mentioned. Tune in radio app is my way that I listen to all the original programming on Big Exports Radio. You can always tell your Alexa or Siri to play Big Exports Radio, and they will oblige. So um, thank you for listening, and thanks as always on texting in to the Thornton's text line. We're going to switch gears and talk some football, Roush. What was the buzz at practice yesterday? Buzz. Uh, there was a. Uh, it was a lot of uh, football talk uh, about. Basically, it's it's just let's collect our Youngstown quotes uh, sort of deal, and uh, man, the the one thing I I never really noticed before is just how much like, I did not know there was a Northeast Ohio accent. But talking to Frank Buffano, uh, talking to Mike Stoops, hearing from Bob Stoops. There's just a very, I don't know what it is. It's just a no nonsense. You just kind of go at it. I got, it's, 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 it's unique. And I, I, I can't pinpoint it, but I, I never had noticed it pop before until yesterday. But, um, you know, Brad, Brad White, he's going to say the, like, you know, this is, this is going to be one of the best running backs we've seen all year. And, you know, you can take him seriously or unseriously. But I think the big, um, kind of takeaway I had a like yes it can be easy to overlook these kind of opponents but I really don't think that this is the one they will because everybody knows in that locker room how much this game means to Mark Stoops he kind of gets to have a celebration of sorts after surpassing Bear Bryant's uh, wins record playing his hometown team they know it's going to mean a little bit more they're not going to take it for granted. And then I, th- I think on the other side of it, Buffano, uh, Coach Buff, who's the safeties coach in the UK secondary, 
he was Stoops' director of football ops for like seven years before he got promoted to an assistant coach. Uh, so he he's him and Vince are like two of the originals um, that have been here for all 10 years. Before that, he coached at Youngstown. He was there for three years, and he helped Youngstown win their first game over an FBS team. They won at Pitt in the first game of the Paul Christ era, which totally forgot that Paul Christ was the coach at Pitt. Um, before he went to Wisconsin. Uh, but his first game was a loss to FCS Youngstown State. And so I, I think that experience, like, hey, listen, preaching to his guys, they are going to come in and be afraid. They're going to be hungry. They've been preparing for this. This is one of their biggest games ever. If you make mistakes, they'll capitalize on it. So I, I think that Kentucky is a, you know keenly aware of what's at stake and, and why – they, they can't come out slow out of the game. Uh, be ready to play on Saturday. Come out with some intensity and and, and put this team to bed early, and, and you'll have a fun Saturday. Yeah, I, I did a uh, podcast yesterday with Dylan Ballard. It was a really good time. They're doing a new podcast with SB Nation. And mm-hmm. uh, first episode, they must have really had to scrape the bottom of the barrel to have me come on and be – be the first one but Ethan DeWitt and Dylan Ballard are doing bluegrass banter and they've got a pretty cool logo for it but I went and talked with them for a little bit and we we got to talking trap games on the schedule and Roush I think you would probably agree with me and probably more realistically I agree with you because I think you were the first one to kind of publish or publicize this take that like the Mississippi State game that's going to be a much tougher one than maybe some UK fans were giving it credit for. Yes, it's at home, but you got to think of what Mississippi State did to UK's defense last year and blah, 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 blah. And Ethan had said, I think Northern Illinois is going to be a tricky one. That you, And not so much because he thinks Northern Illinois is good enough to beat Kentucky, but UK will be undefeated, most likely. And they'll be looking ahead maybe to Oxford, and, and, and Northern Illinois is a solid offensive team that may be able to do do some things against Kentucky. And we all agreed that we don't think they're going to win, but it may be one closer. And it did eventually kind of bring me to the point between whether it's Saturday or the Northern, Northern Illinois Saturday, I, I bet UK has a bad half or goes into halftime with maybe only like a three or seven point lead against one of these next two teams. And I really hope it's not this Saturday, although I'm leaning towards maybe this one being the one just because of the ceremony of it all and how, you know, we, you've talked about how everybody and their mother from Youngstown is going mm-hmm. to be in town celebrating, hooting and hollering. It's a noon game too, which sometimes can result in maybe a little bit of a sleepier start. And as you mentioned yesterday, Youngstown is legitimately one of the, the better teams in FCS. Not that that should even hold a candle to what we think this Kentucky team is or should be, but I, I could just see one of the – and I don't even think that's a hot take with the way Mark Stoops sometimes plays his out-of-conference opponents, not name L. I could see one of these next two games just being a little sluggish or sleepy. And I, I hope it's not Saturday because you're right. It could be a really, really fun day if UK just goes out there in the first half, takes care of business, put the game away, and then you can get some of those young guys' important, important reps moving forward. Right, right. And the, the Northern Illinois factor, too – like Northern Illinois plays Vanderbilt. Like they actually host Vanderbilt, which is a weird SEC goes on the road to play a Mac school. Um, so I think they'll be a little bit more geared up for that Kentucky game than maybe Youngstown State, where they can be a bit overmatched. There are some fun uh, 
Youngstown State names out there. I'm like, look, he just tweeted out that Gunnar Hoke's brother is a starting linebacker for them. For Griffin Hoke, he's been a starter for 21 straight games. Uh, they get a good running back, Bryce Oliver at receiver. Um, so, you know, the, the, they've done well so far this year. But I, I do think the preparation, they'll be fired up. It's a noon game. Uh, I think waking up and being ready to rock and roll kind of lends itself to instead of sitting around all day like they will for the Northern Illinois game where you kind of get lethargic being in your hotel room um, for eight hours, just sitting around waiting. Either way, just make make some big plays, right? Like if Will, that is one difference that Kentucky has than in most of these uh, uh, poopy opponent games. Like having Will Levis to be able to drop bombs um, and create explosive plays really does make a difference. It's it's what happened in the season opener last year. What didn't happen in the season in, in the Chattanooga game last year was they scored early and they thought they were going to throw it in the yard. And Chattanooga had some dudes in the trenches that were that were players. Um, we saw one of them get drafted by the New England Patriots in the first round this year. Um, that were really experienced. So Youngstown shouldn't have that same um they shouldn't turn it into a fist fight inside but you never know that's why kentucky in these games it's all about coming out to a fast start getting rolling early and often yeah and a good opportunity also for the offensive line because i think i made some excuses for them in that miami game smaller defensive lineman is it tricky well you're going to do it two straight weeks uh, against these two opponents and we you showed what you can do against florida so there's really no reason to take a step backwards so hopefully they'll be they'll be up to snuff in in that one as well uh but do you one of my friend text message friend groups with some cats fans they were saying you know, despite it being Youngstown State, I bet you do see UK throw it around more just at the risk of not wanting to injure an yeah. already thin running back room. Do you buy into that philosophy? I, I, no? I actually agree with that a lot. And wow, okay. I, and, and to double the reason why I agree with it even more is because of they, they like a lot of those young receivers who haven't gotten a lot of playing time. And I think they want to use these two weeks to give them some opportunities. Stoops has gone out of his way twice. I mean, he even did it in his post-game press conference on Saturday. Where he's like, there's some good guys in that room and some really good guys that you haven't seen yet uh, that are making plays on the practice field, but we just haven't been able to get them the reps in games. Um, Chris Lewis, Dekel Crowdis are, are the two are the first two ones that that come to mind. So I'm uh I do think that that's a heavy aerial attack is going to be a part of the game plan. Um, and now it's time for the offensive line to continue to build that momentum that they had in the second half at Florida. We, I think that's the most important thing over the next two weeks, though, TJ, is just let's hope that that second half of the offensive line wasn't an exception to the norm and more of the norm. You know what I mean? Sure, and I, and I think that we'll see that be the case or at least optimistically i'm saying i hope that is the case and all right well that, that's exciting about the passing game because normally in these games and previous mark stoops it's control the clock get out with as few as injuries as possible he you know he doesn't care to win 30 to 13 that's good enough for him for the most part he doesn't have to beat team 62 to nothing mm -hmm. uh, again the wife is sitting right by me but 
unless it's U of L normally, but in these out of conference games, most of the time, it's just get out of there as uh, win and, and, you know, practice and shake off some rust, but get out of there with as few as injuries as possible. But I'll say this, if, if they're going to maybe not run the ball as much as normal against a crappy out of conference opponent, no offense to those teams. Um, and they're going to sling it around a little bit more. Great opportunity for for Will Levis because he hasn't looked completely sharp in either game. He's had great moments in both of them. He's had throws that have gotten all of us really excited in both games, but it has he hasn't really really put together maybe like a complete half uh, in either one. So this could be a good opportunity. Yeah, you can get some of the younger guys in there as you mentioned. And while we're on the wide receiver conversation, Nick Roush. Is he a fortune teller? Is he Notre Dame? Hmm. Because he talked about Carmelo English, the Auburn commitment, and said, yeah, that's a guy that UK is going to continue to work on, and he's somebody that they think maybe they could flip or get to decommit. Um, And then two hours later, what happens? He decommits. So Hmm. did you know about this prior? Did you know this was coming? Was that your way of throwing us a little Kentucky roll call treat? Uh, maybe so. I would love to take credit for that. I, I knew, like, I had a feeling that it was going to happen at some point. I did not know that it was going to happen yesterday, uh, admittedly. And man, I, oh, TJ, dude. just lie. Just lie. I, I wish you could have just heard me cackling in my office as I saw that tweet come across. I mean, just. In our group chat, the KSR group chat, I just kept just typing, ha, 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 ha. I love, there's something about the Auburn fan base that I just really love to hate. I don't I don't know what it is about them, but man, to see their misery. I mean, they had, by the time I published my story, they already had a message board that was two pages deep of just clown coaching staff, get them out of here. Like it was, oh, I was just drinking it up. Um, the spin zone from their side was very funny. Um, just, just really great, great comedy. I, I, I appreciated every single second of it. Auburn fans saying he couldn't make the grade. And then I think one of the writers came out and was like, no, his grades were fine. Uh, <laughs> it was grades. And then it was, well, we're going to get another guy. He's getting ready to commit. So that's why he didn't want to be in a crowded room. And it's like, or you have two quarterbacks playing right now that have combined for one touchdown and four interceptions against San Jose state and Mercer. San Jose State was picked at the bottom of the Mountain West. Like, your team is garbage. Your coach is going to get fired. And Carmelo English can see the writing on the wall. Why would he want to play there when he's out watching Kentucky? Like, I I know uh, Vince had a quote about, like, you see Will Levis, you see the pro scheme. As much as you see that, you also see true freshmen coming in and scoring touchdowns right away. Like, Kentucky will play you if you're good enough. All these guys, they think they're good enough, right? So, to have that sort of confidence, um, man, it, it's it's just it's so funny how how the 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 tides have turned in recruiting talented wide receivers, uh, man. In 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 English too, like I'll be clear here, I don't think this is any sort of done deal where uh, you just look out and uh, all of a sudden he's flipping to Kentucky. Uh, Alabama's been kicking those tires. There's a couple other schools involved, but you you. Do I, I do believe though that it is Kentucky is up top and, and the other schools that are are I don't want to say playing catch up, but they're they're also like I, well, yeah, I'm gonna say it. They're playing catch up with the cats. Yeah. 
Hey, I love ketchup. So that's fine. That's fine by me. I will say adding, adding another stud receiver to the fold next season where you probably shouldn't maybe lose anybody. I mean, you'll probably lose somebody to the transfer portal, somebody unhappy with playing time or seeing the writing on the wall, uh, like you alluded to, but adding another one, goodness gracious. And as I will continue to mention, this will not be the last time you hear me say this, when most likely you're going to have to be recruiting a quarterback from the transfer portal. Goodness gracious, who wouldn't? You had Carmelo English as a freshman as well, and it's just like, who wouldn't look at that and say, yeah, that's okay, I'm in. A program mm-hmm. known for their successful offensive line that's going to protect me, and especially which is, you know, a, a relatively younger offensive line than UK normally has. Wide receivers that are already making plays, they're almost all going to be back, at least the a tight end room that has an offensive coordinator that probably uses tight ends as well as anybody else in the SEC, at least in a very, very small sample size so far. And a defense that's not going to make me have to be the hero each and every game. I don't know who it's going to be. You know, Texas is going to have some interesting quarterback decisions and options. Maybe UK goes against one of their quarterbacks. Michigan, they're doing a different quarterback every week. Maybe one of those guys ends up not being happy. Regardless, I think UK is going to have as appealing of a, hey, we need a quarterback to come in and look what we got for you as any team in the country. So keep bringing in the weapons, keep making it even more enticing, and hopefully you can get English on board. That would be phenomenal. And honestly, I wouldn't really blame him if he didn't want to go to UK just because he may feel like he could get on the field somewhere else quicker. Yeah, but, yeah. But hopefully UK just lies to him and tells him what he needs to hear. We we have reached that point, though, where uh, there's, there's a lot of like, – you shouldn't take more than one more receiver in this class um, because – you, you took three or four in the last one. You've got two in the fold now. And I think Shamar Porter, like, th- if, they, if they hold on to that guy, he's going to end up being uh, one of the higher-ranked receivers in that recruiting class. And he was one of your first commits. He, he'll probably end up being a top-10 wide receiver overall, top 100 prospect, and play as a true freshman. Like, that guy's a dog. I've heard really good things, like, too, about uh, – the, the other kid from Ohio, Anthony Brown. So, like, you have – you've got some guys in there. So, now let's 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 turn our attention elsewhere, right? Like, that that that's the next step, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to end hour one, as always, with this freaking radio show during the sports season. It just absolutely flew by. Go check out my Twitter page. I don't – you know, I'm not saying – like, I don't care. Don't – or don't. Do whatever, the, do whatever the heck you want. But I retweeted the – World Cup jerseys the United States will be wearing in just a couple months. People forget, again, it's going to be a Winter World Cup, as if we needed to add more sports to the mix, but that's exactly what we're going to be doing. Um, I don't love them off first glance, but everybody, go look at them. We'll come back. We'll talk about them. Actually, the more I'm looking at them, uh, uh, the white ones are okay. The blue ones are a travesty. Yeah, that looks like a garbage Walmart knockoff Under Armour shirt that I would buy for like $3. Looks like a fourth grader tie-dye party that just went horribly, horribly wrong. It's like supposed to be like camo or tie-dye. I don't know. but We'll come back. We'll talk. Everybody can get their opinions in. We'll return. Fun, fun first hour. Get your text into the Thornton's text line. We'll be right back. This is TJ Walker, Dick Roush, and Justin Kalen.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Sports Radio. We mentioned an hour number one, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here doing the show for you. It's football bonanza time. We get it tonight. We get it all the way through Monday. You may be going to the Krogue on Saturday. Uh, hopefully, we'll see some folks there. Uh, or maybe you're heading out to Papa John's, don't call me Papa John's, Cardinal Stadium tomorrow night for some Friday night lights for U of L. Let's also read us Cater the Tailgate. It's the Fresh Mexican Grill. They will take care of you. They'll make sure that your tailgate is popping with delicious flavors, bold flavors that just will get the make any tailgate be the, the, the talk of the town. They'll do it all for you. You can order online on the app. Or if you say, and, and no party's too big or no party's too small. Maybe you're going to like an alumni tailgate and you've got 200 people there. Well, they could take care of that for you. Maybe it's just you and six of your buddies, but you don't you don't want to bring a grill. Salseritas will take care of you. And again, no party too big, no party too small. Maybe you don't have any plans this weekend. Then just get a mess of Salseritas for yourself. Go there, get a burrito, quesadilla, tacos, whatever it may be. They will combo anything that you get and add in some chips, wildly addictive chips, mind you, hot, spicy salsa, queso, guacamole, whatever you're in the mood for, Salsaritas has it. Check them out today. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive-thru, which makes it even easier. So check them out. Deliciously different. Fun first hour. We ended it by talking about the United States men's team's World Cup jerseys, which were just released, and they're horrible. I mean, they're just absolutely horrible. Um, We have boring versus – really? How is this USA? Uh, Somebody shared uh, some old World Cup uniforms from the Clint Dempsey days where they had the – it looks like a red, white, and blue bomb pot. Why don't why why are we going away from just stars and bars and just over the top flag stuff? Like what? What's wrong with that? I don't get it. Like who is getting paid to come up with these? Uh, I just I don't understand. N- not not for a second. I, I mean, know. obviously it's somebody at Nike, but like who? Uh, somebody tell me who. Tell me, damn it! Like the white the white ones just look like what you'd like warm up in. Yeah, they're oh. very they're very boring, and and that's fine. Like maybe on on the on the pitch, it'll look a little bit better, but I don't I don't know. The blue ones are just swinging a mess. I, I mean, are we guys? We're maybe a little bit of red. Maybe if like the tie dye part was red instead of a darker blue, it could be more fun or interesting. But yeah, it just didn't do it for me. Perhaps they were just trying to make the jerseys like uh, the team boring. Okay. It's my thought. You just why don't you they're not boring. They're very boring. Compared to the rest of compared to the rest of the world, yeah. US USA soccer is boring. Men's man, this is one of your weirder bad takes. We're we're like I like like the women. The women play great a great variety of soccer, but the men This is like one of the best groups we've ever had. Yeah, that that may be true. I don't know. I don't admittedly I don't know too much about this team. So I'll I'll give them a chance. This is just for um, 
Like that that that's a good take to have now, Justin, because we don't like I don't I'm not going to know anything about the US men's national team until they go to the World Cup because you know what? That, that's the only time I care about them. So yeah. be good right. then, change my mind. Uh, how dare you all talk about the Gold Cup champions in this manner? You all should PJ, be ashamed of yourselves. I'm the, I'm the opposite of you, though. I think the blue ones are pretty cool. The white ones stink. The white ones are boring. I don't think they're bad, but they're boring. I I just and I and I don't know. Maybe I don't blame the creativity or the the chan the uh, the opportunity to try something different for the blue ones, but they just missed. I, like they look like alligator skin jerseys or something, <laughs> or like some sort of reptilian blue reptilian. They're not good. They're it's a big just, part of American history, alligators. And also, they don't have the numbers on them on the front. Maybe that will look different when that happens. Uh, I've They'll probably they be tiny numbers. and look really boring. Yeah, I don't know. Just, just not, not my cup of tea. But you know what? You go down there, you win the World Cup, and those bad boys. I'll, I'll, I'll frame a jersey for the rest of my life. I'll, I'll wear one every every Friday from here on out if you go and win the World Cup. So that's all that really matters. Jerseys, schmerzies, just go win. That's all I care about. But I'm a little disappointed in your takes there, Scoots. Sorry. I mean, I, that's, I'm sorry. I'm, I thought that was good analysis. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no big deal, pal. All right, hour number two. Get your text into the Thornton's text line and go on and pop in a Thornton's today. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex mm-hmm. Cupper. Thornton's, download the app. It's going to tell you gas prices closest to you. If you'd rather go somewhere where gas is a little bit cheaper, you can do that as well. And it, it, Roush, they've always got special deals, this, that, or the other on on the Thornton's app. Man, they uh, they say, that coffee saved me yesterday. I was really... Just feeling wiped out and whoo, man, save the day. So shout out to Thorns. You did it. You did it. You did it. Uh, do we want to get into the text line or Roush's or something big that we're missing that we need to, to definitely? I did just up. want to bring up some of the like Rich Gangarello. We hear him talk once a week, right? Maybe twice now with games going on. He'll speak after the games, but you hear the Kentucky offensive coordinator say nice things about how much he likes it at Kentucky. You hear it, you know, once, and you think, like, okay, that's what a new coach is supposed to say. But he just keeps going on and on and on. And I know that when Mark Stoops was looking for an offensive coordinator from the NFL ranks, there was a lot of skepticism from some around the Big Blue Nation. Man, if we keep doing this, we're going to the NFL. We're just going to keep losing them to the NFL. I'm getting this, the, the sense that, Rich is really just loves it here. And if all goes well, he might be here longer than he's been anywhere else. Um, I, I don't have his stops broken down year by year, but he in 25 years, he spent 17 at the college level, seven in the NFL, including the last five. Most of those were two and three years at a time, max. Um, but he just keeps talking about how much he loves not only the college game, the teaching aspect, um, but SEC football. It, throughout all of those college stops, he was in places like um, UC Davis, you know, Wagner. He wasn't in big-time SEC football. I think he's getting a taste of what it's like to really mesh the the best parts of the NFL with the college 
uh, teaching aspect of things and, and the, the best parts that college has to offer. And, and also without a lot of the worst, right? Cause Kentucky isn't making him do a ton of recruiting for him. It's just find find a transfer quarter portal quarterback and pretty much like you're good. We'll, we'll take care of the rest. They aren't asking him to do a lot. He'll go on the road, uh, this December, um, and he'll talk to a lot of the guys when they're on campus, and he'll keep in touch with some of these athletes throughout the year. But they aren't asking him to do a lot of the parts of the the college experience that people don't like. So, uh, and I know the other perk of being at Kentucky too is that you get to have the kind of feel of being the big show in town, and also the the horse racing industry. You know, there's talks that he's he's he loves horse racing i had a friend who met him at churchill downs and he absolutely loves uh going out and checking out the races so like i i just get this for a, a while we thought that okay this this might be two years and he's out but like stupas might have hit the jackpot here with an older guy who's he's he's not eager to be a head coach he loves teaching and so far through two games i've really liked what he's schemed up um you know with some deficiencies that he's had to kind of scheme around i like this play call so kentucky might have just struck gold with this guy and end up having somebody who wants to stick around for a long time i hope so that that would be great i don't care so much about that under one premise is if you're if you're having coordinators be good enough to get plucked and go elsewhere fine by me then keep the revolving door going if that's what it takes it's better than the alternative it's better than head coaches having to make tough decisions on if they want to part ways with their buddies of a few years because things have gone stale or aren't working. So if if having to choose between the two, give me a new OC every year, every two years, if it means the offense is humming, give me a new defensive coordinator and a coordinator every year, every two years, if, if the defense is humming. Now, that being said, in a perfect world, sweet. If you can strike gold, if the money's right, if maybe – the offensive coordinator is undervalued on the market and other jobs are kind of sleeping on him, then perfect. That'll be UK's advantage. And if Scangarello has find, uh, found a spot in, in, in Kentucky that is good for him, family, his other personal interests, and the pay is good enough, sweet. That'll be awesome. I've already seen enough in two weeks to think that like I, I like what I see on this offense, and it's kind of seems like a nightmare for opposing defenses. So I, I can go either way. It's not a big deal to me replacing coordinators. It is tough, but it's a it's a good problem to have. And Roush, I hope you're right. Maybe maybe it's a problem Stoops won't have to worry about for a few years. He's gone through offensive coordinators like a change of clothes since he's been at Kentucky. He's had several of them, some good, some not so good, but mm-hmm. I, I like what some we've average. seen from Angarello. I really loved his quote after the game, just talking about, you know, in terms of post-game locker room celebrations, that's as much fun as he's had in a really, yeah. really long time. So that was really cool well, to, to read, and, and hopefully he feels that way. Well, and he even, I mean, after the Miami of Ohio game, he's like, he said it was just an opening game, and I loved it, the environment, the walk, all of it. There are some things about college football, especially in the in the SEC, you can truly appreciate when you're a part of it. It's different in the NFL, and honestly, it gave me chills. And and he even said it, too. He's like, it wasn't even a big SEC game. Um, so I, I think there's something like, you're right, TJ. If people are good enough to get plucked away, then – so be it. But here's the thing, though. I don't know how much, like, like 
the amount of jobs that are available that people want to pluck them away for, there aren't a ton out there, right? Like Kentucky's in a spot where they're paying their coordinators. Like you, you aren't going to to some other school just because they're going to pay you more, right? Like you're going there because you 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 think you can win a title or something. I mean, like Brad White for crying out loud turned down all, uh, LSU. You know, like I don't think there's a whole lot of defensive coordinator jobs he would turn down. Now, if he wants to be a head coach, you know, yes, go be a head coach. Like, but I think the and, and maybe it's me falling for all of the Stoops butt slapper talk this week where, you know, the culture mark is created here. But I, I do think that there is a very um, conducive environment for these guys where they don't, they don't feel the urge that they have to go somewhere else to climb the ladder, that Kentucky offers them everything that they need to not only have a good football life, but also a good family life. So I, I don't know, or off the field life, if you will, because I know Rich, he's a he's a single man, but it it's it's Kentucky's in a very good spot when it comes to its coaches, and I I just it's such a weird we're in such a weird spot, TJ. It's I'm I'm very unfamiliar with it as a Kentucky football fan. Wow, Stoops and Scangarello's single hitting the town. Yeah, out out on out on the prowl. Sky bar. Huh. <laughs> Well, good. It's. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Interesting. Not not the single part, but just your overall sentiments and thoughts yeah. on on, yeah. on the position. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to this Thornton text line. See what the the listeners have to say. Again, open 24 uh, seven. If you send it in between three and six, there's a, they there's a chance we won't we'll miss it, but we still try to do our best. But uh, besides that, we'll we'll get it in. We'll get it sent on over. The first texture says, my general rule for home renovation stuff, however long you think it will take, multiply that by three. Hmm. Probably true. That's a good uh, good rule of thumb. Um, isn't that kind of like the, the boat? If it's, it's like a car repair, just add a zero? Yeah. That, that, so. That's the rule of thumb, right? Uh, Florida Mike? Te- yeah, go yeah. ahead. Florida Mike says, my wife and I made our own shirts with a new logo to wear to the Florida game. Wish they had more apparel options with it. Yeah, they they took the 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 two birds, threw them on a black shirt, and it looks good too. Like that, I I'm surprised. As we've mentioned many times, TJ, I'm just surprised if they were going to choose that as an alternate logo. Why they haven't put it on more things? Yeah, I know it's so weird. It's yeah, so it, it is. It is so bizarre. It'd be like if you remember when like. Wi-Fi was a big deal at stadiums. I mean, yeah, it, still, yeah. it still is, but like back in 2014, it'd be like, we are improving the Wi-Fi. It's going to be, a, or the cellular cellular service. It'd be like having that and just not using it. People being mm-hmm. like, well, why don't, why don't you, why don't turn, you use? turn the tower on? Yeah, seriously. What, what the heck's going on here? Uh, but those shirts look great, Florida Mike, and we appreciate you listening. And, uh, Glad you got to watch the win in Gainesville. I know there's a lot of Florida fans, Kentucky fans in Florida that have gone to that game many a time, come away empty-handed. Glad you got to enjoy a victory at the Swamp. A texter says, friendly reminder that Roush holds his phone like a serial killer when Ooh, he's taking video. Not anymore. Somebody moved up in the world and bought a tripod. So, wow. oh yeah, it's doing all the work for me. I'm official. The on three pay bump has really got Roush living large. Oh, living large. Um, although I did have a moment yesterday where 
I looked like I was getting out of my car. I was like, wow, half of the things you were wearing are were just freebies. <laughs> I got uh, an on three shirt, a hat that I got from going to a media event, some shady rays. It's just like you're turning into Ron Lemon. You're only wearing free clothes. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. If they're going <laughs> to give it to you, what are you, what are you not supposed to wear it? So yeah, I, yeah. I see no issue with that whatsoever. Another texter says, we all know the motorcycle story was just a cover for Petrino getting smacked around by his mistress, mistress's boyfriend. Easier said than done, right? Um, yeah, yeah but that's what makes the motorcycle bit even funnier. Because, like, does Bobby Petrino even know how to ride a motorcycle? The, the like, and also, has he ever ridden a motorcycle since? <laughs> no idea. And, um, sec- and secondly, his explanation during that press conference was so bad. Like, even if he did get a motorcycle accident, you got to have a better story than what you had. He was like, I was riding and it was windy roads and the sun was setting and I was driving into the sun and there was this stretch of road where I couldn't see. And it was about 15 seconds where I couldn't see. And I just knew that something bad was going to happen. And then the road started to get bumpy and I realized I was off the road and I knew that I needed to bail from the bike. And so I, I, I jumped off and I realized I was in a ditch and I did some tumbles. It's like 15. What? No, Bobby, too many details. Obviously you're lying. Yeah, don't protest a little too much there. And secondly, like who would drive 15 seconds not being able to see and not just like slow down to almost, you know, a relatively complete stop or that's that's just not a real thing that usually happens where you're blinded by the sun for 15 seconds. I also um, I just what would have it been like to be in that room for that press conference. I mean, what a treat for those big J journalists. I mean, Bob Holt, I need to, I need to, I need to get Bob Holt's ear at SEC media days and just toss some questions about that press conference. Cause I, I need to know more about it from somebody who was in the room where it happened. Yeah. Did, is it Cal? I mean, I know Cal Tucker is not the only one who has ever done this, but the, uh, the, the oral history stories, you know, of like where. Oh yeah, they used to be big on them at Fox Sports too before they pivoted to video. That was. We, uh, we need to do an oral deal. history of just that press conference, Man. let alone the incident. Like just people that were there, people that you know, people that worked for Arkansas, people that were media members, fans. It, not fans. That'd be great. I, I would read it. I would read it Ooh. quickly. Speaking of riding motorcycles in a stadium, shout out to the late great Guy Morris who kicked off his. Uh, 2002 season riding in a motorcycle in a Commonwealth Stadium. Remember that? That was pretty awesome. And do you remember Tubby Smith's motorcycle accident? Yeah, didn't he ride one in a rup and then he did he fall over or I think was he fell rup? over, right? Was it rup? I thought he did that at one of his other stops. Oh, I can't remember. I thought it was a Big Blue Madness. I think but... it was Texas Tech. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yes, yes. We're it like it like jumped on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember that clip now. Yeah, yeah. He was all right though, and that <laughs> that that was a good thing. Tuffy Smith. I what weren't there rumors that he was moving back to Lexington now that he's retired from coaching. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, Half Point's a nice place to live. Um. So I don't know. We'll see. I know. I, I don't doubt that. But there there was talks that he was going to move back to Lexington. I would love if he does get him on like a pregame broadcast. 
I, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'd love to just kind of hear him tell stories, talk UK basketball. Ooh, him uh, and Ramel like, Bradley on the pregame show, because you know oh. that like Ramel would, you know, may, would like poke at him a little bit and and bring out the fun tubby. Oh, that'd be good. And if you need like somebody trained in media to kind of keep the conversation going and go to breaks and whatnot, heck, I'm available. Me, Tubby, and Ramel, mm. the TTR show. Sounds like a great time. It would be great. Make it make it happen, Mitch. I'm your biggest fan. A texter says, whatever happened to the surprise helmet that was mentioned last year? Well, it didn't happen. Well, see, here's the thing, textures. There's like a rumor of a uniform thing that starts every year. And mm -hmm. I bet you that it's actually came true once in 10 years. So just know that the hit rate, whenever rumors start coming out about some fancy sort of new uniform, there's a 90% chance that it's just some bullcrap rumor that some kid on campus made up. So just keep that in mind. Big in mind. A big suck it to the Ohio Bobcats for beating UK yeah. when UK was wearing its greatest uniforms in the history of the sport. And since they lost, they've we've never seen those bad boys again. What year was that? Like 2004, 2003? 2003, Rich Brooks' first season. That was a disaster of a game. Not that I think you could watch it live at the time. But those jerseys, holy smokes, they're great. They're certainly worth the old Google if you have the means. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, Roush, so fired up about a reality show. Jeez, my guy, get away from that crap and get into something more relaxing like politics. Did you see, Roush, that Denmark banned the COVID shot for people under 50? You're not allowed to get it if you're under 50. I did not see that. No, not, not even keeping up with the COVID stuff. I saw where we're not having a railroad strike. Oh, we're at that. I actually did not see that. Is yeah, that, that so? came out, that came out this morning. They 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 Ooh. came to an agreement overnight. So that would uh, have good, been good a, for the economy. That would have been a, such a disaster with food prices rising, and yeah. especially with the food we'd have if we could travel stuff. I mean, Woo! yeah, that could have been that's real great bad. news. Like legitimately, like exhale great news. That's um. That's huge. Okay, good. One less thing to worry about, I suppose. Another texter, 502-414-1450, says, Matt Black helmets for South Carolina, probably black or anthracite jerseys and pants, book it. Yeah, I could see that totally. If they wear the black helmets, it will be with the anthracite. I'm, I'm, I'm not crazy about it. But maybe the black helmets will make me feel differently about the anthracite. I don't know. I'm open to changing my opinion. I'm jumping ahead in the text line because there's a picture. But somebody... Uh, does remind us that Kentucky unveiled black helmets in 2016 with the new uniforms, but never wore them. So when they did that little fashion show, they actually had some black helmets, but did not ne never use those. Never use those. I was at that fashion show, and I just do not remember those black helmets. Yeah, but there's a screen grab of it. So, I mean, it's, I, I don't remember them either, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to make sure that, like, it was, it was, yeah, okay. It's a real picture. It wasn't photoshopped. Um, I don't know why I don't remember that, but I was there. Calipari was there. It was a good time. New jerseys. It was fun. Um, and they've had those jerseys for a while. And guess what? Kentucky football has been pretty darn good in those jerseys mm -hmm. as well. So. If Stoops had more swagger with his game day fit selection, I'm more convinced that more schools would want him as their coach. Image goes an extremely long way. More than people would think. Stoops doesn't have a ton of drip with his outfits on the sidelines, which is great for us because we'll have him forever, baby. 
Yeah, but like, what what do you think Stoops could wear to make him look like he is more dressed? Stoops he's is a, just, he's young sound. Like that's not a. Yeah. It's just not. It's not his thing. He's 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 fifty six. Like he's in. You know, I guess if I'm in that shape at fifty six, I I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I'd be fired up. I mean, he yeah. already has more hair than me. Like, and that's. Yeah. I mean, Maybe time to come home in that instance. Home is coming <laughs> to him this weekend. Maybe it's time for him to go home. In a <laughs> but, but no, he, he's fine. He, he, I think his outfits on the sideline are fine. I'm glad he doesn't do anything corny or cheesy, like wear a suit or something stupid like that. So he's fine by me. What he wears. Texter, I want you need to follow up by saying what he should wear. If you're going to send in a text like that, you got to follow up by saying what he should wear. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> I mean, he wears the aviators, the blue aviators. Those are a good look. Mm-hmm. It's just and you can't tell me like again. He looked just he looked. I, I'm I'm a little biased to the subject, but he just looked badass during that won't back down video. Like yeah, you know his drip just looked perfectly fine uh, to use your your jargon. And, and you know he's on the football coach diet too. He it, it yo-yos right, and he he's willing to joke about it when he's uh, not as slim. But hey, what a lot of Jeff Ruby steaks, you know, um, some of that William Tar bourbon that'll add up. But most importantly, like he's he's got to get his seventeen uh, whole milk co- coffees a day. I think he did cut back to skim milk at least. But when you're drinking coffee and it's not black coffee, it's like a, a milk latte, like that that really adds up. Okay, so just back off, Texter. Oh, I love the state of the football program where we know which kind of milk the head coach is drinking. It's Gosh. just a, it's a good, it's a good place. To be. <laughs> it's a good place to be. <laughs> uh, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the Thornton's text line. We'll wrap up the show. We'll make some predictions for tonight. Maybe even some gambling picks for the NFL. Awesome NFL game tonight. Uh, really, really awesome. So we'll come mm-hmm. back and we'll talk about that as well. Don't go anywhere. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next here on Big Export. Okay. Don't tell my heart. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back, Kentucky oh, Roll Call here on Radio 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. No thanks to the listeners, but I did find myself a red parking pass for Saturday. So Ooh. that's huge. That's big time news with the baby getting to park close to the stadium. Easy in, easy out. Although I will ask our dear listeners, is it first come, first serve in a red lot? I, yeah. I, I, I'm unfamiliar it's, with parking close to the stadium. It's just different. There's different parts of the red lot. Like there's like a handicap section that's separated. But yes, it's it's first come first serve. Woo! All right. Well, I won't be getting there early or anything. But I just I didn't want to be stealing I, anybody's spots. I will say we did get a. I even Evan Crane, who works with UK Media Relations, was like, "Hey, these noon games." everybody's going to want to show up late between 11 and noon. So traffic might be bad. Then you might want to get there. I want to get there earlier. No, there's, there's a lot of truth to that. And I'll have to keep that in mind. Although again, kind of, kind of difficult 
with the kid. Um, we'll get to the Thornton's text line. Yeah, I, I did. I, I should say, actually, I have parked close before the COVID year. When you got a parking pass with your tickets, that was pretty sweet. Um, of course, you can't do that when the stadium is jam-packed. What what wasn't so sweet, not to bring up COVID again, was when they were going around to people hanging outside their cars, being oh. like, no, you can't hang out out here. Either you go in the stadium or you get back in your car, like controlling just the air. I don't know. It was so dumb. We So, so silly. But regardless, whatever. We're past it and uh, cannot wait to get out to the Krogue for the first time on Saturday and and be able to celebrate the all-time winningest head football coach in UK history. It's going to be cool. I hope folks will show up and do the same. And uh, Roush, I saw you quote tweet something about, I don't know, something KRC has been talking about for about three years now, a Mark Stoops statue. Yeah. Build it. Build it. We had now the Herald have- leader wrote an wow. article about it. And I mean, so here, here is, this is the order of operations. Because KRC was talking about building a statue for, I mean, this is back to the start of the show, right? Like we've been we've been on this train for a long time. I finally got around to writing about it a year ago, and now the Herald Leader is ready to build a statue. So get with the times, newspaper industry, or get lost. Oh, shocking! The newspapers uh, a little bit slower in the media. Uh, Yeah, the Colossus of Stoops, we've been talking about it for a long time. It needs to be, what did we settle on, 150 feet tall? Yeah, we won his head actually peeking over the upper deck. So he's playing a game of peekaboo. Just the the bald spot of his head. (laughs) The hair, hair, you see all of it. But you just kind of start to see, you know, the the, the roundness of his head as it goes up. And, And Roush, you and I are allowed to make these jokes, right? Especially me. I mean, I don't have, not only do I not have ear, I don't have, not only do I not have hair, I don't have ears. So. <laughs> oh, speaking of ears, uh, Big Blue Drew is going to be handing out corn at the Gaslight Festival. I've corn dogs. Well, corn, corn dogs. What's the difference? Uh, yeah. I've never been to the Gaslight Festival. I feel like that's kind of an embarrassing Louisvillian thing I've well, missed out. I've been, I, I mean, I went as a kid. I could see not going. J Town's a little more removed. I would have thought that that would have been a TJ Walker social thing in high school to attend. Yeah, or at least college. And I still, you know, my friend, one of my best friends out of college, lives in J Town. And I would have figured at some point we would have just, you know, as like twenty-four year olds or twenty-five year olds, made it a big to do. But we have not. And uh, that's that's fine. I don't think I'll be able to go this weekend. But Big Blue Drew, I'll miss you. Also, how about Big Blue Drew not eating red meat for? Although nobody tell him about what corn dogs are, but he's not eating red meat for a year. Why is he picking now? Like that feels like something you do when your kids get a little bit old. Like just really, like I, I just feel like having two infant twins is not the time to start being restrictive about your diet. Yeah, you know, it'd be it'd make it it'd make life a little more difficult for sure. <laughs> well, good on him, Big Blue Drew. We're proud of you. Uh, but he, he said his reason was he was driving through Butcher Town and it smelled really bad. And he was like, yeah, I'm done with red meat. <laughs> I guess everybody's got their wife, but that's, that's uh, crazy. That is crazy. Hey, could you give up red meat? Though, me? You, hell you no. Could, no. 
you could get away with like of all the dietary restriction stuff red meat would be the easiest one because you can still eat chicken you know you can still eat fish sausage is red meat though right yes of course yeah i can't give up sausage Sausage, burgers like a pork sandwich roush to not have a pork sandwich for a year or steak or red had a pork sandwich in a year like i I don't (laughs) the the hardest thing sandwich in a year yeah when would i just eat pork sandwiches like, oh my I, gosh! What a nut! Do you, make, do you what do you like? How often does one get a pork sandwich? I mean, again, not like I don't probably have them once a week, but yeah, there's nothing like a good pork sandwich from a good barbecue place, and then you just smother in oh, barbecue oh, sauce. I'm thinking, uh, okay, okay, you're I, I, you're thinking of a, you're thinking of a pork chop? Yeah, yeah, because I don't call it a pork sandwich. I would just say like a barbecue sandwich. Barbecue like, sandwich. Okay, but you yeah, but you can get pulled chicken at the, those places, and it's fine. I mean, it's not as good as the pork. I'm with you. Um, There's something but, weird about pulled chicken that is just like not amazing at most places. Like it's solid. It's okay. It's really but, easy to dry it out. Yeah, I think it's, it's the key. I think we've maybe talked about this before, but good on you, Big Blue Drew. Although I think like having a little bit of red meat is actually like okay, like good for you. Yeah, and, and I'm one of those two that I don't eat it a ton, like especially because when you know we'll get more ground turkey than ground beef a lot of times. I haven't as much lately. But what would really be killer for Big Blue Drew, and I guess he can still do this, but chili season, chili season is coming up, crock pot oh. season for uh, you know a, a good pot roast like that is that that really really slaps, especially as like a Sunday Sunday yeah. evening meal, right? You make the crock pot in the morning. It's ready at night. You can kind of smell it throughout the day. Oh. Chili with ground turkey, though, is okay. Yeah, it's just I, it, you can taste the difference. Uh, yeah, I, like, but it's, it's just, still good. It's fine. It's not as good, though, you know? And also, it's I agree with you, Scoots. I think it's, it is it is good, and I agree with Roush. It's not as good, but also, again, I agree with both of you all on this. The issue is you just don't find a ton of places that are serving chili with, yeah, that's with true. the turkey. Panera is one of the few. Yeah. So uh, my local establishment that I was at on Sunday, like, you know, big NFL watching spot, they were selling $2 hot dogs and I think $3 chili dogs. I was like, that's actually a genius idea. They're not known for hot dogs, obviously. Mm -hmm. The the unfortunate part, they were, they were boiled hot dogs. I I was really hoping. they. (laughs) It's so funny you mentioned that because, um, I brought up the I, I I missed this Saturday night because he had deleted it before I got to it. The Vito Tisdale tweet where he called uh, said Cam, man, that boy's straight hot dog water. Talking about Anthony Richardson, <laughs> which is just such a hilarious insult. And I was talking to Lucky, I was like, hot dog water. The the funnier thing about it is nobody boils hot dogs anymore. Like that was that was a very much a like my grandmother. That's how she would make like hot dogs for us when we were kids in the nineties. Now you either grill them, you might nuke them, or like George Foreman, the 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 boiling a hot dog feels like the last way one would consume a hot dog now. So the the levels of hot the best hot dogs obviously one grilled doesn't get better than that. Uh, maybe even campfire over it. Oh, I'm kind of putting that under the same. Okay, yeah. Same it's an fear. open flame. Fair sure. enough. Yeah. Open flame hot dogs. Second, air fryer hot dogs. If you have an air fryer, throw a hot dog in that. I'm really? Going I haven't tried that before. Yeah. Me I'm neither. Going, I'm going boiled. Air fryers are just like, they should win Nobel Peace Prizes. They're, they're, <laughs> or, or whatever the equivalent is for innovations and in science. But number three, I'm actually going boiled over microwave. People that just throw like 
hot dogs in a microwave to heat them up, I think are freaks. Yeah, but uh, no, granted, I have a, a like a small George Foreman grill, so that just cuts it out of the equation if I want something <laughs> fast. The, the the boiling does take a little bit longer though, and like if you, it, it would look so sad if I just wanted one, like okay, I'm gonna eat a hot dog and I'm just gonna have one sad little hot dog in boiling water. It feels out of place. Yeah, I, my mom would boil them for us when we were kids, and I always liked them. Uh, but now I don't know grill grill just kind of a little burnt, a little burnt weenie. There's nothing like it. Best kind of hot dog out there. Should we continue with the text line before we all just get starving uh yeah let's let's keep on keeping on 502-414-1450 is the number and texter says jock wes led the team in tackles last year yes he did people forget that uh, he, he was a great addition uk does a great job in the transfer portal more mm-hmm. time than not and look at kedron smith too helps win the wins the florida game for you i, w- I um, would there's a lot of people who keep asking me about darian henry young he got banged up at some portion of camp and so i think he's just falling behind so there's your answer to the question and that can happen especially yep. when a team you know has the depth that we we like to see a texture says which rivalry are more force-fed the mo- which rivalry is force-fed the most yankees red sox or duke unc basketball duke unc basketball yeah it's duke Between unc basketball yeah um i would just say the most force-fed team is the dallas cowboys that that oh, no, one yeah no doubt yeah. about that. Really, they really the shoved NFC, them down our throat. Really, the entire NFC East. Luckily, that just stinks so badly that they can't help but ignore it a little bit. But NFC East, NFC East can just get the hell out of here for all I care. Uh, if, if we can get that Auburn D commit to commit to Kentucky, then the future of UK football at the receivers absolutely incredible. Like so incredible to the point I noticed something growing in between. My we'll leave it at that. Okay, editing uh, making love from into club is killing me. <laughs> so come give me a hug. I'll say this, uh, Scoots. Great music today. Thanks. Appreciate you. You're welcome, buddy. A uh, texter says, could Deion Walker be a first rounder? Why not? I mean, it's early, but he he has the makeup of a first round pick. But with, with the one exception, like even if he has a nutso year, the the big enormous defensive tackles, it isn't like a prioritized NFL position, right? Like where if you... Right, it's obviously quarterbacks are one, then edge rushers, then left tackles, just depending on your team's need. But those are the three premier positions. Interior defensive linemen fall a little bit further down. But if he can show off his uh, an ability to rush the passer, because, I mean, that's, that's what makes Aaron Donald so great is that it, it's so rare to have an interior pass rush. If he can show that, then, yeah, there, there's a very good chance that he is a, is a first-round draft pick. Yeah, and a lot of time, a lot of time before you worry about that. And he'll 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 only get better though. Uh, Texter says, TJ, they don't ever check for lap tickets. I have two little ones, and when they were under two, they never asked for a ticket. That's great to hear, and I, I like hearing that. Um, my only concern is I'll get up there, it'll be super packed, and then they'll be like, "Well, you got to go get a lap ticket," and I'll be like, "Well, damn it, I should have. You know, I wish I would have maybe just taken care of it." So, Texter, can I trust you? Is my big question. Can I trust you? I think you can, TJ. I think you can. Only seven minutes for the Florida highlight video would have preferred 70. Those things are so amazing. <laughs> they really are. 
I can't get enough of them. If you didn't see it, I tweeted it out yesterday. UK football tweeted it out. Everybody's tweeted it out. Uh, KSR has an article on it. Everybody's got a piece of it. But they just did their little highlight package from from the win in Florida, seven minutes behind the scenes. It was incredible. Stoops, mm-hmm. great raw raw guy. Oh, like he when he's screaming at them before going out on the field, you think that he's going to just put on pads too, you know? Yeah, and you know he probably would want to. Man. Probably would want to. A texture mm-hmm. says this is probably got missed, but let the record show that Field of 68 has Cason Wallace as the 78th best player in college. <laughs> um, I'm, I am I am disappointed that Will Levis went on their football podcast last night, whatever it's called, with Christian Hackenberg. It's like, God, yeah, I, I, I don't, away. you know, they're trying to get that thing started. I'm always pro more college basketball coverage and content. But I just I don't I, I sadly just don't think they do it the right way. I don't think trolling is the way to go about it. I think you need to probably be established first before you start doing the trolls. And just with some of their rankings, it's either are you trolling or are you just that dumb? Because it can't it's it's one or the other. There's no in between. Are you trolling or are you that dumb? If you're trolling, you're too early in the game to be trolling. You got to establish an audience first. If you're just that dumb, then that's no way to go about it either. So. Uh, and I kind of feel like any, any they all retweet all their content together, and it's just all it makes me want to do is just unfollow all of them because it's like I, I don't need to see it six different times through six different people retweeting it. So, Field of sixty eight, best of luck to you. Um, I like that you're pro college basketball. I don't really enjoy your content, unfortunately. Cason Wallace being the 78th best player is just a, I mean, a hilarious joke. But it's coming from the people that ranked Oscar Sheboy as what, the 19th best transfer when he was a transfer? Like the national player of the year wasn't, wasn't even a top 10 <laughs> transfer, according to those guys. It's just hilariously bad. It's like, well, and, and, and you know what it is too, TJ? It's that we want to prove that we're smarter than you. So we're going to take all of the guys you don't know about. Like these are actually the good guys. The ESPN is going to t- talk to you about those, but here's the, we're smarter than them. Here's who's actually the best. I mean, Rob Doster had the audacity to say a Creighton backcourt of people that we don't even remember was better than Tyler Ulis, Isaiah Briscoe, and Jamal Murray. <laughs> Unanimous All American. <laughs> How are you this? And what, like number Top 10, 10 draft, draft pick? pick. Yeah. yeah. Jamal Murray. <laughs> and, you know, Briscoe. They average more than 20 have... points a game. And Briscoe was an all SEC defender. It, like, just absolutely wild stuff. Um, a texter says ESPN referencing no air conditioning memorial ain't the look I imagine Barnhart wanted. Ha ha. Oh, well, that's what you got to do. You know, keep keep making a big stink about it, and hopefully some changes will be made. It is wild. Memorial doesn't have air conditioning. A texter says, heading to the fifth set. Wooby shooby shellac shalom. This is fun. Are Nick and the wife trash talking, or is this a thing where you kind of have to pull for her team since she's pregnant and all? Well, it's it's definitely a thing where I wasn't um, loud. Like I, I, I'm. It's her thing, right? So I can't I can't try to be a jerk about it. Kind of like she'll make a little pot shots at Kentucky football, but she's not going to be a jerk about it. Um, so like that, that, that was the thing. And there was a couple times where UK would mess up and I'd be like, what, what are we, what are you doing? And she even can get on board with like complaining about bad volleyball. Uh, nobody is as critical as her, um, about it, but she, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a little 
tenuous, especially when Anna DeBeer missed that serve in the fourth set, just hit it right into the net. And yeah. I kind of wanted to laugh, but uh, – and then Kentucky ends up winning. They had set point, and she just hits it right into the net. Man, that was that one girl. of those moments where I had to kind of, like, hold back a little. That girl looks so mean. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something mean. about her face, right? Oh like, she never God. smiles. Yeah, just, it, it was oh. – I think she's a pleasant young lady. You guys better be careful. <laughs> a texter says, Kentucky unveiled black helmets. Oh, we already read that one. A texter says, volleyball sleeve talk caused another radio show to cut your alls off. It happens. <laughs> uh, national Day National Day is Shannon O'Bannon's birthday, Scoots. Wow. Hey! Oh, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Shannon double, O'Bannon. Double cheeseburger day on Shannon O'Bannon's birthday. How impressive. What a treat. I know you've mentally checked out, TJ, but my word, the Red Sox stink. They really, really do. That stinks they wasted that, like, May run, which was an all-timer. I know that was way back when. And they're also just finding, like, the most hilarious ways to lose games. Just coming up just just short, but not that it matters. But And AL East was a total beast this year, but not the Red Sox year. I love playoff baseball, but I guess I'll have to have to wait. You might have noticed that Kenny was wearing one ear pod. He was communication with the seat warmer folks. They were scrambling to get his seat to the temperature that Kenny demands. <laughs> Good text. Uh, I had another thing on that. Uh, Cal talked about the St. Peter's loss, just saying like it, it humbled him. It made him sick, uh, but he's passed it. And, you know, we can spend more time on that tomorrow. Uh, we're good. Uh, Where are we at? What are we uh, What's the time? The rise smile from Stoops after Keedron Smith pick six is one of my favorite things he has ever done. Uh, oh, really I love like it. the UK video of it or like the up top camera shot of it because you just see the other members of the secondary just not even move. They knew he was gone. They start like celebrating, doing their own different poses. They're all like 20 yards away from each other, but it's an amazing, amazing video. Uh, John here. Good morning, buddies. The Chief will win by 13 tonight. What do you all think? Hey, I believe the weekend's game becomes a game that we need to beat the team beyond a shadow of a doubt. Since the team we are playing does not have a strong and familiar name, we must win Big to possibly help move up the rankings. Guys, I believe if we win the next three games convincingly and some of the teams in front of us lose, I'm thinking we'd be up ranked number one in the country. Am I delusional? Well, we shall see. Either way, Cats by 90. I love this team. We'll got to go talk to you later. Uh, very unlikely even a win at Ole Miss would get UK all the way up to number one, but could be potentially top five if some of the if the chips fall in the right spots. So not impossible there. One texture says, I believe a majority of the fan base has moved on from the Cal Stoops thing. Cal himself said they squashed it in about two minutes but if you look at the replies the tweets about it last night there are one or two weirdos mentioning cal's ego or saying things like it's a step in the right right direction point is that 99 percent of people seem to have moved on which is nice and i tj and stoops made the same remark too uh where he was like we moved on we moved on from it about after about two minutes it felt like Kentucky fans did after about a week as well. Like it was, it was a fun little thing, and now we can now we can make our jokes about it and and be playful with it, you know. Yeah, uh, you know. Again, I never thought it was that huge of a deal to start with, but it clearly was to the football team. Everybody's moved on, and you're right. Cal made a little joke last night. Hopefully, we can do it moving forward. A texture says a, a former player has confirmed there's a black helmet coming this year, and he had seen them already in the equipment room at the football facility. Let's go. Yeah, well, I I don't I don't nope. Sorry, not buying it. Former players, like no, not buying it. 
I'm buying it, Texter. I'm on board with you and the former player, and I'm going to say it's going to be the South Carolina game. Never I will let you game. know when I see them wearing them on Tuesdays or Wednesdays because they wear their game helmets the week oh, before yeah. to get used to them. So that's I'll true. let you know, Texter, if that's coming. But I'm just – I don't – former players, they can be the worst. Like Blake Bowman was out here trying to dispute a Dane Key stat because he just didn't read the fine print. Because Dane Key is the first true freshman – to catch touchdown passes uh, in his first two games as a Wildcat. And he's like, okay, I did it first. But no, you didn't. You caught one, and then you had zero catches in your second game. You just didn't read the fine print. You had two touchdowns your freshman year, but it was only like 12 catches, and you played in five games. Like, just stop. Wow, take that, Blake Bone. I mean, I just all of them. All of them can be a little bit overbearing at times. Like, chill out, guys. You helped start this thing, but you're not as good as these guys are now. Whoa, there's a lot there. We don't have time for all of it, but whoa. A texter says, so what University of Texas QB are we getting after Levis leaves? Also, the KSR story on the chess dude using Wi-Fi anal beads to cheat was quite shocking. Uh, like your wordplay there, that is a absolutely wild story that we are all probably going to be sick of in about two or three weeks because you're going to hear a ton about it. I haven't heard it yet, so. Um... like the, the chess grandmaster was cheating because somebody was like – doing vibrations into his anus and huh. um, to tell him what moves to make. That's um, that, that feels unnecessary. <laughs> just, just calm down, dude. It's, not, yeah. it's just, chess. It's just it's chess. not that important. Yeah. Butcher town is only pork. I don't actually know if they do chickens at butcher town, but they definitely do pork. I've seen it. Why are um, we giving Drew what why are we giving it to Drew? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh, the meat plant was stinky, so I'm gonna give up all steak. It's just un-American and dumb. Love it. Good text. <laughs> I love the room for a minute. Were you all calling pork red meat? It's not. Did he give up red meat and just pork or only one of those? It is red meat. It's classified how, as red meat. How is pork not red meat? I guess because if you grill a pork chop, it's white. It's lighter in color, yeah, but it's it's classified as a as a red meat. I looked Pork it up. Is, okay, all right, interesting, Texter. TJ, can you talk about Roush still having a Foreman grill and still using it? Yeah, we don't oh, have enough time for it. Sometimes it's, it's great for making uh, like hot grilled uh, hot ham and cheese sandwiches. It's like a panini press, but just if you want to be fancy with your panini press, call it that. I'm I'm salt of the earth, right? Blue collar Roush using a Foreman grill. Do you just keep it right by your bed, put some bacon so you can wake up to the smell of fresh bacon? How did you know? <laughs> Boiling hot dogs is my most frequent way of cooking hot dogs. Oh, That's not man. good. You're losing, losing flavor. Good. Get you some propane, get you a grill, or just an open fire like Roush mentioned. With the exception of those plumly bros, you can trust us textures. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon O'Bannon and I share a birthday. 48 here. Good show. Double cheeseburgers for all. Happy birthday to you, Anonymous wow. Texter. Shannon O'Bannon. Get yourself some double cheeseburgers. Uh, some of the pawpaw fruits or yeah, right? You pick a pawpaw, yeah. Season two of Queen's Gambit's going to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we did a text of the day, that would be it. Oh, that's really good. Another texture says it's classified as white meat. Google it. Wow. Here we go, folks. Well, we got to Google off scoots. Google it. Scoots. What did he follow up with? He followed up with a text that said, I'm wrong. It's classified as red meat. He owns up to it. He says, my wow. bad. Hey, you, that's fine. We're all, we're all learning. We're all growing together. All right. Picks for tonight. Who is it? Chargers and chiefs, right? 
Yes, uh, Chiefs. What's the line? It's Chiefs four. minus four, which is yeah. um, uh, a lot. That almost seems like a sucker. Like you know, they're, dare, they're daring you to bet the Chiefs. They are. They're like begging for money to come in on the Chiefs. I which know, I know. Have we all learned, everybody, if it stinks, you may need to go the other way on it. But no Keenan Allen either. It's like I know. Uh, yeah. You need even more to take the Chiefs. I'm I'm not falling for it. I'm going to take the Chargers plus four. Hmm. I'm rolling with John. Give me the Chiefs minus four. Minus four. I'm staying the hell away. Close game. <laughs> good, good. Good team. Good. Effort. There's a there's a lot of stinky. Stinky lines out there in NFL and college this week where I'm just, ugh, I don't like it. I'll take the Chiefs by one, but the Chargers cover. Everybody enjoy the Thursday night football. Enjoy the football for the next four, five days, however many days it is. It's going to be amazing. We'll be back tomorrow to preview Cats versus Youngtown State. It'll be a, our, our edition of a game day edition of the radio show. So don't miss it. Seven o'clock tomorrow. Thanks for all the text in the show. Today was a lot of fun. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. I want one for each day. Let's set the sail with Captain Morgan. Oh, we never leave.